Welcome back to The Imposter's Way, the place where I keep a beginner's mind and you hopefully can keep on learning from the things I've picked up along the way. The aim of The Imposter's Way is to explore interesting ideas from first principles and that is taking the time to ask naive questions in order to gain a true understanding instead of a superficial familiarity with a topic. So join me in staying curious, in staying independently minded and attempting to find balanced opinions in a world of polarization and simplification. What makes us so short-term oriented? That is the question I want to start exploring today from a new angle, at least a new angle for me. We could also call this episode a beginner's guide to time preference. We are literally down to six second videos now on Instagram and on TikTok. There is not much further we can push this, really. <laughs> we can go down to three second videos. Fast food, fast fashion, fast money. What, what makes us so addicted to having things now? What, what makes us so impatient? The answer can't be to just blame social media companies for everything. So let us ask why a couple of times to see if we can get to a principled understanding of this question of what makes us so short-term oriented. So let's play the game of four whys or five whys. We are short-term oriented. Why? Because we want something nice now and not later. We want that soothing experience of a full stomach now. We want that nice feeling of buying something new now and not later. Why? Because our body rewards us for it, right? We get the hormones, we get the feeling of, of joy or whatever, at least for a moment. Why do we chase this? Because the future is uncertain. We don't know if we're going to have that nice thing in the future and so we better take it now right before further dissecting this kind of logical question chain that we've now built let's look at some examples for these short-term decisions across different parts of life let's look at entertainment diet and purchasing reading dense literature versus tiktok I know that reading Greek philosophers is going to add more to my life than watching Netflix. I know that, but that doesn't stop me from putting Marcus Aurelius aside and indulging in a full season of Narcos. Diet. It is easy for me to choose fast food or unhealthy snacks. They make me feel good in the now, soothed and full maybe. Preparing a whole food meal makes... You know, makes me happy, but it takes a lot of time and does not fix the cravings in the now. I know that, but that doesn't stop me from buying fat-dripping street food on my way home where the real whole foods are waiting. Purchasing. To live within my means and saving for the future is going to create a better life for me in the long run. But buying the new bike I've been wanting is tempting. They even offer to finance the bike in easy monthly rates without interest. I know that I should save 30 to 50% of my monthly income, but that doesn't stop me from splurging on consumer goods now. You get the point. 
In a lot of things in life, choosing immediate gratification over delayed gratification is an easy choice. Our current self is selfish and our future self does not have much to say in the matter. To understand why we are mean like that to our future selves, let's get back to our why questions. We've established that the future is uncertain and that is why we prefer to have things now if we can. As humans, we are able to think ahead. And that's why sometimes I actually pick up a book with ageless wisdom and sometimes I walk by the McDonald's and just leave it on the side. My brain is able to project forward and realize that my future self will thank me for it. But if my future is more uncertain, I make less of these wise choices. If I might die of a deadly virus tomorrow, I'll have that fast food all day. Because who cares, really? But if I live in a peaceful country with lots of freedom and I'm optimistic for the future, I will make more choices that my future self will be proud of. Psychologists call this very human behavior of making the wise choice delayed gratification. They made a famous experiment in the 70s called the marshmallow experiment, which illustrated that pretty well. If you don't know it, watch this cute video of kids not eating marshmallows um, on YouTube. If you search for the marshmallow experiment, I'll also link it on the website. Other animals or humans in very uncertain and dangerous settings are less likely to delay gratification. And this applies to all facets of life. Dietary choices, how and who you spend time with, dating versus working on long-term relationships, and also, lastly, economic choices. So the economists have to come up with a principle for delayed gratification themselves, obviously. They call this immediate versus delayed gratification thing <laughs> the principle of time preference. And why the psychologists brought us cute kids struggling with their sugar cravings, the economists can bring some cold, hard nuance to this concept, which I found very insightful. A high time preference means that we really prefer to have things now. A low time preference means we really do not care much for now and are okay with having something later. So to translate from the psychologist's principles to kind of the economic principle here, immediate gratification, basically buying that cheeseburger now, is a high time preference activity. While delayed gratification, going home and cooking that whole food meal, is a low time preference decision that I'm making. So why even bother translating from psychologists to economy? What, what can we learn from the economists here? Firstly, we, as humans, always want a reward for delaying gratification. If you'd offer the kids in the experiment, the marshmallow experiment, to choose between one marshmallow now and one in 10 minutes, the choice would be easy, always now. That is why the psychologists offer two marshmallows as a reward for waiting in the experimental setup. When investing our money, we do not want the same money back in 20 years, but we expect to get some kind of return for giving all that beautiful money away to somebody else for such a long time. 
Secondly, time preference is not a zero or one, but a scale. And depending on the situation, our decisions are more towards the stuff my face with marshmallows now end of the spectrum. And sometimes they are more towards the wise monk side. Where you land on that scale is determined by the so-called discount function. Basically, that is the weight you give a reward received at different points in time. And to illustrate that a bit, high time preference means that time is very important to you. So even when offered a greater reward in the future, you'd rather just eat one marshmallow now. And low time preference would mean that the rewards are more important than time on a relative basis. So you are patient and you do not eat one marshmallow now and you just wait for the second marshmallow in the future. So this discount function is just saying that these are scales and you're not either zero or one and that we always prefer to have something now if we are not rewarded for it in the future. And this weighing of the factors one time and two reward is something we do on any economic decision and many other parts of our lives daily. Obviously, we tend not to do our decision on whether or not to buy a cheeseburger at McDonald's as a calculation of time preference and discount functions in an Excel sheet, but we do so for our finances actually. When investing money, we calculate how much dividends and capital gains we expect in a year, two years or a decade. And we calculate that out to see whether or not kind of that investing in our future actually does pay off. But becoming conscious of these unconscious weighings we do daily, even in small transactions, and checking in with your time preference can be very valuable. So to conclude, it's very natural to prefer things now, all animals do, but it is very human as well to understand that in many things, delayed gratification makes our lives better. Examples like pursuing studying now to get a better job later come to mind. What economists layer on top of what the psychologists have to offer here is that Having a time preference that is positive, meaning preferring things in the now, is very natural, meaning there is no individual to blame. If you think about it, we spend a lot of time blaming ourselves for making short-term decisions. And what the economists additionally can add is that lowering your time preference is basically the opposite of YOLO as an attitude. So delaying a fast dopamine hit of six-second videos and instead learning a skill that one can benefit from for the rest of one's life is a matter of optimizing for the future. And knowing one has a future, meaning many more years to live, health, uh, perspective and things to look forward to, make it a lot easier to lower one's time preference and delay that gratification. Being in fear, having no perspective and generally believing one's world will end soon makes it hard to be patient and to invest in one's future. So now the question is, what can we do about it? I want to explore in the next episodes how we can lower our own time preference. To be nice to one's future self requires both a mental shift as well as a new economic framework. 
To foster long-term thinking and patience is to move against the trends of shorter attention spans, shorter video snippets and fast food. This basic principle of time preference pertains to many facets of our lives and therefore is definitely worth exploring further in my perspective. And we will do exactly that in the upcoming episodes. That was today's episode of The Imposter's Way. If you learned something today or even enjoyed this format, consider coming back next week. I aim to publish these episodes weekly, but will never force myself to publish low-quality work. My aim is to research the topics extensively and continue to improve my writing. Subscribing on podcast apps, sharing this episode with a friend, and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts are the ways you are able to support me in doing so. So thank you so much for listening. I'm very grateful for your attention. If you prefer reading instead, though, all articles are available at theimpostorsway.com. In case you have any feedback or suggestions, you'll also find my contact details there. Until next time, good night and good luck. Thank you.